Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, July 14th, 5.44 a.m. Central Time. As I speak here, December corn futures down three and three quarters at 5.91 and a half. November soybeans down 12 and a half at 13.37. September Chicago wheat down six and three quarters at 8.04. September Kansas City wheat down six and a half at 8.55 and three quarters. September spring wheat up two and a half at 9.16 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it as always, guys. Uh, If you're on that Apple app, jump on there and leave me a review. I could certainly use some more. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're super close to 6,000 subscribers. I think we can get there this week. Uh, Like these videos, leave me a comment, give me a crop update. Let me know what's going on in your neighborhood. If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email update has been going out at about 5.30 a.m. Central. Uh, That email includes a ton of information direct from me every single business day, overnight headlines, charts, graphics, weather info. My daily subscriber-only videos are included in this deal. Yesterday, I did a video called, Are the Grains Too Cheap? Uh, Kind of a supply and demand review. I've been talking so much about recession, general commodity liquidation, the Fed, um, inflation, all of those things. I figured I'd go back and do kind of a basic supply and demand review and try to, you know, figure out if the market are priced fairly uh, based on what we know about supply and demand. If you guys are interested in this content, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel it absolutely anytime. There are no other fees, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. U.S. consumer inflation is the highest since 1981. Annualized CPI in June was up 9.1%. Trade expectations were 8.8. The May print was 8.6. So a hotter than expected uh, CPI inflation number uh, from the government yesterday. Now, traders believe that these red hot inflation numbers will push the Fed toward more aggressive action. And that's been a bad thing for the markets. It's bad for commodities. It's bad for the stock market. It's bad for crude oil. It's bad for the economy in general. Some Fed members now believe that we we need a full point interest rate hike uh, this month. They interviewed Bostic from the uh, Atlanta Fed, and he's typically more a little bit hawkish, I think. But uh, in any case, he thinks everything should be on the table here. And I don't know if, if that's going to be the case or not. Uh, Bloomberg says the futures show a 50-50 chance of a supersized July move. And they're also now discussing, uh, discussing, discussing a 75 basis point hike in September. So the Fed may need to be more aggressive here. Now, a lot of people may go back to this and say that CPI is a lagging indicator, and you've got to know that gasoline prices have fallen sharply. A lot of other key commodity prices that would uh, be included in the inflation statistics or influence the inflation statistics, they've fallen sharply in recent weeks. So maybe inflation's peaked. Maybe it hasn't. I don't know. Uh, Annualized increases in some of your key items here on the consumer side, gasoline up 60% year over year, gas utilities up 38% year over year, electricity up 14%, food at home up 12%, new cars up 11 I mean, the list goes on here. Everything's up year over year, as we know. And I think a lot of us would, would probably argue that 9.1% is too low. The real number might be closer to 15 or even 20%, depending on where you live, uh, that sort of thing. So 
Inflation continues, no surprise there, but a little bit hotter than expected, certainly. Let's get to weather. Not much on the radar here this morning, just some scattered stuff here and there. You should see rains return to parts of the central and eastern Corn Belt, say early next week. This stuff on my map here over uh, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Wisconsin, this should start to accumulate on, say, Sunday, Monday next week, and then you'll see some rains on and off like through the week. But you look at um, Iowa, you look at southern Minnesota, you look at North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, um, down into Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Colorado. I mean, these places are going to be dry and they're going to be really hot. Um, You look at the six to 10 and it's below normal rainfall, above normal temperatures. Same with the eight to 14. And this is a real heat wave we've got going on in the Southwest. Uh, You're going to see temperatures above 100 degrees um, in most areas, I believe, of Texas, Oklahoma, maybe Kansas today. The map on my screen here is maximum expected temperatures for next Wednesday. Day, which is about the most extreme day of heat that I saw. And you're going to see temperatures above 100, even in Iowa, maybe as far as, as Illinois, maybe Minnesota. Um, and, and in Kansas, they're talking like 110 degrees. So the Southern Plains are, are going to have big problems here. Absolutely. I mean, hot, dry, no rain in the forecast. And I think they've got odds or or at least uh, the possibility of temperatures above 100 degrees like every single day for the next 10 days. So this is a bad deal for a lot of areas. I'd probably make the argument that if this were a normal year, the corn market would rally on this forecast. I mean, this is a hot and dry forecast in July. The market would rally on this in a normal year, but this is not a normal year. We've got inflation. We've got a tightening Fed. We've got recession fears. We've got a war in Ukraine. We've got all sorts of bad stuff going on that's just not normal. So this just isn't a normal year. Now, maybe the market does rally eventually on this, and that that if uh, probably comes, you know, if we realize a corn yield nationally that's well below trend or a soybean yield that's below trend. We're not to that point yet, but the forecast, I mean, in itself looks a little bit friendly to me at least. Gasoline demand fell sharply last week. EIA data regarding finished motor gasoline implied that weekly demand declined by a whopping 14.3% on the week to its lowest seasonal level since 1996. Now, this is the lowest week of demand since January, but seasonally, uh, demand is, is typically very strong this time of year, and we are at the lowest seasonal level like for this time of year since 1996. Uh, some people believe that gas stations may simply be waiting for prices to fall further before they buy. Others say that the EIA data is kind of noisy. It'll probably show a rebound next week. But in any case, this is this is a sign, at least to some extent, that the consumer is is driving less, people are driving less. And, and maybe this is, is kind of a noisy print and maybe it'll rebound next week. But I mean, that's a big week over week decline, 14.3%. Ethanol production was down about 4% on the week, uh, down almost 4% versus the same week last year, down 6% versus the same week in 2019. Ethanol production tends to move lower seasonally until corn harvest, and then it picks back up. Ethanol stocks remain at record high levels seasonally. So that's one concern when it comes to corn demand is, you know, if if this gasoline demand situation continues to worsen and soften, could it ultimately result in reduced ethanol production and reduced corn demand? That's a possibility. I don't know if I necessarily buy into that right now, but certainly something to consider. Russia, Ukraine, Turkey, and the UN will reportedly sign a deal next week that would allow Ukrainian grain exports to resume at their Black Sea ports. Uh, This was reported in multiple news outlets, Reuters, um, the Wall Street Journal had a write-up on this. Uh, UN official Antonio Guterres said this, 
Hopefully, we'll be able to have a final agreement next week. I'm optimistic, but it's not yet fully done. We have seen a critical step forward. More technical work will now need will now be needed to materialize today's progress, but the momentum is clear. Another unnamed U.S. U.N. official rather uh, called the discussions in Turkey a breakthrough. Now, absent in this reporting is any sort of comment from Russian leadership. Reuters mentioned that Russia's defense minister did not offer a comment. The Wall Street Journal, uh, probably correctly, reports that Putin would ultimately need to sign off on any such deal. Uh, If you have listened to anything that Putin has said during the course of the war, especially recently, he has absolutely no interest whatsoever in helping the West in any way, shape, or form. So this seems like a lot of talk to me. If I had a bet, I'd say uh, Putin does not sign off on this thing. And I think that's what most people believe. If you look at um, the map of like where Russia has has made big advances or, or what they control, I mean, here's your Black Sea ports here, and they control some of it, and then a lot of it is is still being contested. So, I mean— I don't know. This seems like a kind of a far-fetched deal. It seems like a lot of talk, and I just don't know if there's going to be follow-through, but I guess we'll see what happens next week. We do have an export sales report out this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Corn sales could be maybe negative for old crop, up to 300 positive. New crop corn sales expected 100 to 400,000. Uh, soybean sales could see some net cancellations for old crop, up to maybe 200 positive, 100 to 300 for new crop expected. Wheat sales for the current marketing year, 200 to 500 expected. The cattle market was uh, mixed to higher in live cattle and higher in feeder cattle again yesterday. Uh, cash trade wasn't anything super exciting, 136 to 137 in the south, 144 to 145 in the north. Uh, the outside markets this morning, we are weaker. Uh, well, the U.S. dollar is sharply higher again, but the S&P is down 50 points. The Dow Jones is down 430. Bonds are off a full handle. Gold's down 25 bucks. Crude oil is down $2.35 at 91.46 in the September WTI. So a lot of these commodity markets uh, continue to weaken here. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you on Friday.